You are listening to the Ingenious Podcast, where God's word is shared to build undisputed champions and mighty redeemers. This message is brought to you by the Ingenious Network. Enjoy the message. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are so grateful. We are so thankful for the privilege of being in your presence. We ask through Christ our Lord that tonight guide our thoughts, guide our hearts, guide our minds, open up the spirit of our hearts to receive the words that you are speaking to us. We pray above all things, Jesus, that may you, the light of the world, shine brightly in us, through us, for the glory of your name and your kingdom. This is what we ask, O Lord. Amen. But we have started a conversation that I believe that we have to continue and this evening's message is very important in psalm 36 verse number nine it says that god has the fountain of life and in his light we see our light that's a paraphrase for with you is the fountain of life that is with god is the fountain of life and in your light we do see light that's what we are talking about tonight all right so in your light we see light and we started our conversation on tuesday concerning the two states that we find ourselves when the scripture says that we are the light of the world that is matthew 5 16. now when we understand the two blocks of thinking of ourselves as light that is one in terms of our state of being and the other one is by our function now we did say that when we talk about the state of being that we are the light of the world we are saying that we are light because of where we are coming from like begets like is the principle in the bible and when we read the scriptures the bible tells us that god is light that is first john chapter 3 i believe says that god is light and in him there is no darkness first john chapter 3 says god is light and in him there is no darkness now with that said if god is light and in that same epistle he says that children you are born of god if god is light and we are born of god it stands to reason that you and i we are light so the state of our existence is the state of light that means like a light bulb we are created with the capacity to produce light now because light is our being when we say that light is our being it means that we are also everything that god is if god is pure then we are pure because light is pure if god is righteous then light is righteous and we are light then we are righteous if we are blameless then it means that if god is blameless then we are blameless so the state that we have received 
is the very state of God. That is what 2 Corinthians 5.17 talks about when he says, We have become the new creation. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The new creation is that we have left our earthly source and we are now affiliated with our heavenly source. So what we are is that we are born of the spirit. That's what we found in John's gospel chapter number three. When Nicodemus went to Jesus to speak to him about how he could be saved. He said that you have to be born of the water and the spirit. That is John 3 verses 5 to 7. And if we are born of the spirit and we are born of water, then what it means is that we carry the divine nature. Now, you have to understand that the divine nature, as we, we saw in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, is also what the Bible calls the ministry of reconciliation, that we are called to restore people back to the divine nature because when Adam sinned and we fell, the Bible says that all sinned and fell short of the glory of God. And that is Romans chapter number 6. I believe that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, if it is the glory of God that we are falling short of, then what it means is that we are falling short of the nature and the state of God. So, the divine nature, uh, also in Apostle uh, Peter's epistle, he encourages us that we should become partakers of the divine nature. The, we should become partakers of the divine nature. Now, the divine nature is the very essence of God. The divine nature is the very essence of God. And if you understand that the divine nature is the very essence of God, it will help you appreciate that the moment we got born again, we got the very essence of God. So now that we are affiliated with God, we have the seed of God in us. And if the seed of God is in us, if the state of God is in us, then what Apostle John was talking about in his epistle that those who are born of God cannot sin. Those who are born of God cannot sin because his essence is such that he is not disposed to sin. God does not have inclinations in him to sin. 1 John 3, 9, No one born of God makes a practice of sinning, for God's seed, that is God's sperm, abides in him. And he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. So, if we say that we are believers and we find ourselves in the practice of sinning, then we know that his seed is not in us. Because his seed is a righteous seed, is a holy seed. That seed desires the things that are holy, the things that are righteous. So if you wake up in the morning and you feel like fornicating, stealing, 
killing murdering hurting somebody uh we we know you are not born again even though you are you are probably in the church so in your light we shall see light now remember we said that that is our state so that state is the reason for our confidence when we say that we are the righteousness of god in christ jesus as we are now we are righteous as we are now we are holy as we are now we are blameless as we are now now i i gave an example of the parliament of ghana declaring in the parliament that from today every ghanaian will be called a holy citizen now you remember that as long as you are a ghanaian that will be how you will be referred to now you misbehaving in the nation does not affect your citizenship it only affects your behavior and how society relates to you so the bible says that abraham believed the lord it was credited to him for righteousness so we realize that righteousness comes by believing and it is not believing alone but god credits righteousness is credited if i if i have a bank account and somebody goes to put money into my account my credit side will be credited to indicate in the balance sheet that money has come in right so what came in when i received jesus was righteousness so my faith expressions in jesus qualifies me to be credited with the status or the description of one who is righteous now we talked about function function derives from the reason why we are created now i use the light bulb to cite the example right so if i am a light bulb i don't pray to shine all i need to do is to be plugged into my power source as long as i am in the right socket receiving the right amount of energy i will shine the bible says arise shine just the focus there arise shine when somebody says arise shine when you are reading your bible you realize that it didn't say arise and shine it says arise then it comes with a comma then it says shine arise shine so you realize that the reason why you are being told to arise and shine is not because when you arise you are now going to be given the ability to shine no they are telling you to shine because you already have the capacity to shine you already have the 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 inbuilt qualities to shine when we came into christ jesus he gave us the inbuilt qualities to shine for many of us we are yet to understand that our shining is in the gift that the spirit has given us now i also mentioned that the function of light is to shine and your ability to shine is related to you being plugged into the right socket having the right amount of energy flowing to you 
and the ability for your energy switch to be turned on now when your energy switch is turned on we don't have to say shine as long as all these things are in place and they are being used you are developed to shine but you see this is the beauty of the christian life and i come to today's message in thy light we see light what we see in god let's go to john's gospel chapter one in the beginning was the word the word was with god the word was god then it goes on to advance the argument now when the apostle john is advancing the argument he goes on to say something profound he was in the beginning with god he was in the beginning with god all things were made through him he was in the beginning with god all things were made through him now you realize that from verse 2 he begins to speak in the past tense all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made he's still speaking in the past tense in him was life and the life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it see how it transitions the conversation from making a point regarding a past fact then concludes the statement by anchoring the point in a present truth in the beginning was the word the word was with god the word was god he was in the beginning with god all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made then he goes on in verse 4 and says that in him was life and the life was the light of men so we expect him to continue in the past but he says that the light shines in the darkness it's a present truth it's in the present continuous form the light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it yet the life of the believer is seeing that god lives in you see until you come to the point where you realize that god lives in you you will not be able to live the life of god life becomes light in thy light now psalm 36 verse 9 says that with you is the fountain of life with god is the fountain of life with christ is the fountain of life but he says that when we want to see light we have to see light in the light of christ in the light of god in thy light we see light the reason why a lot of us are struggling is because we are not seeing our lives through the lens of god now i know that just this tuesday we talked about we being agents of light and we breaking down that point and exploring what it means to us 
and we saw that we are righteous we saw that we are holy we saw that we are everything that god is but you see hearing it is not enough you have to believe it and for you and i to believe we have to pay attention to the word my assignment this evening is to show us how to live our lives through the eyes of god now first peter chapter 2 verse 9 says this first peter 2 9 we are a chosen people we are a royal priesthood we are a holy nation we are god's special possession we are god's special possession and the purpose of us being this is that for us to declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light beloved god dwells in a wonderful light you will not be able to appreciate this if you don't understand what it means now when jesus was in the world he referred to himself as light he said i am the light of the world that is what jesus calls himself now in john's gospel chapter number 12 jesus says to us believe in the light while you have the light believe in the light he's speaking to the jews and he's telling them believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light so it means that when we believe in the light we become children of light when we go to the verse 35 of that same verse it says that jesus told them you are going to you are going to have the light just a little longer walk while you have the light so you see if you don't have christ there is a walk that you are supposed to walk now when you see when we read such a scripture a lot of people we are not understanding what it means to live in the world see the world is described as a region of darkness in the book of isaiah the prophet saw something about the end time and he said that utter darkness will cover the earth some 60 verses 3 to 5 all the nations shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your eyes and lift up your eyes all around and see they all gather together they come to you your son shall come from afar and your daughter shall be carried on the hip that you shall see and be radiant your heart shall thrill and exult because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you the wealth of the nations shall come to you now i want you to hold on to this point because i'll come to it now isaiah prophesies and says that gross darkness will cover the earth gross darkness will cover the earth gross darkness will cover the people darkness will cover the earth gross darkness will cover the people the world is going to be filled with darkness it will be filled with darkness but for us who are his it is his light that will rise upon us 
because his glory will be seen upon us because god will rise upon us now you don't understand what it means that god will rise upon you what it means is very simple when a nation or a people or a person begins to see their lives with god in mind it affects everything that they do a case in point is the story of daniel 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 is sent to babylon now remember babylon at that time was at the zenith of idolatry it was the place where magicians fetish priests sorcerers enchanters i mean anybody that you can think of that has a love for dark arts all these people were found in the ruling class they were found in the courts of the king so imagine a fetish priest an occult practitioner one who speaks to the dead all these people are the people that are advising the king how do you how do you think that that kind of nation is like they were in the zenith of idolatry their practice was rife among the people then daniel is brought from the land of judah from the place where god's eye and heart is and plunged deep into the depth and the center of idolatry and darkness how did daniel survive in thy light you shall see light daniel saw that god was living in him you see until you and i we become very conscious of the fact that god is living in us and when i say god i'm not just talking about some distant spirit unless god becomes so real to the point where he is very close to us where we can touch him where we can feel him where we can perceive him we will not be able to navigate this world and a lot of christians are struggling to navigate this world so daniel saw god in him so the first thing he said is that my body is the temple the temple in jerusalem might be destroyed but my body is a temple god dwells in my body therefore i'm not going to bring dishonor to god by feeding him what is fed to his creation god is too wonderful for me to bring him to this level i'm not going to play the game that they are playing the moment daniel recognized god in him he recognized his reason for being righteous the reason for being different you see one of the reasons why we we need to talk about in thy light we shall see light is because a lot of christians are not comfortable with being tagged as christians we are not comfortable being tagged as righteous we are not comfortable being tagged as truthful we are not comfortable being tagged as spiritual christians are the only people that are ashamed to be identified with christ 
especially in the business environment or in the work environment. In thy light, we shall see light. And because we are not seeing that God is living in us, a lot of us are making decisions that we are going to regret for tomorrow. A lot of us are making decisions now, five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 20 years from now. We are going to regret that we made that decision. A young girl is a virgin. A young man is a virgin. He finds himself in the midst of people who are not virgins. They find themselves in a people that are sleeping around. People who are addicted to watching pornography. People who are addicted to exposing themselves. Then you find yourself, they are your hostel mates. They are your housemates. They are your flatmates. They are your classmates. Some of them are even your church mates. And whenever you are having a conversation, all you hear them talk about is how I slept with this person, how this person slept with me, how I went to this ungodly place, how I engaged in an activity that has the potential to destroy my body. And they said, I enjoyed it. And you, a daughter and a son of God, you are sitting there. And do you know what you are? You feel ashamed that you are a Christian. I wish I was enjoying myself like these people. What is happening to you the moment you begin to think like that is that you are not recognizing that you dwell in light the the environment of the new creation is light so you dwell in light but you went to darkness and light desired to be like darkness why don't you have a boyfriend i'm a christian you are what a christian ah that thing but you, do you believe in that thing? There's no God. There's no God. And you begin to feel ashamed. Ah. Me, I went to sleep with this man. Do you know what he did for me? He gave me a car. He gave me a house. See me. Every vacation I go to Dubai. The last time I was in the Bahamas. The other time I was in the Caribbean. The other time I was in Singapore. And he said, you are worshipping God. This God that you are worshipping, what has he done for you? Do you know what it does? Darkness begins to invite you into his environment. What darkness understands is what Apostle John said in John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 5. He knows that when the light shines in the darkness, the darkness will not be able to overcome it. So what the darkness seeks to do is to encourage light, to abandon light, and to embrace darkness. So many of us, we are Christians, but we are looking forward to breaking our virginity. 
we think about it we daydream about it and because of that you are eager to have a boyfriend you see a lot of christians are eager to have a boyfriend eager to have a girlfriend not because they are in need of a relationship no it's because they have seen the people of the world and they are attracted to the lifestyle of the people of the world because if that is not the case at this point in time some people are failing in their courses but yet they are eager crying that Kwame is not talking to me anymore he's breaking my heart he's not crying over the fact that they are failing in their courses so oh the course is too difficult the lecturer is wicked they are not crying over that but they are daydreaming about Kwame Ama Esi Yao Kojo Ikua So what Christian youth desire most of the things that we desire you realize that it, it does not come from God Look at the kind of dance we are doing in church Look at some of the music that we are doing in church Look at even the chord progression of some of the songs that we are doing in church. One day I nearly disgraced myself. <laughs> I was in church. Then I heard pam 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 as soon as I heard that sound pam 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 me my mind went to Freddie me away. I was going to say blazo Blazo, zo blazo. <laughs> hey, sana ye na minyom no mu babebo. Matome huachine kura. I was like, ah, these people have deceived me. If I rushed to say what was in my mouth or in my heart that day, I would have said blazo. And everybody will know that I know Freddie Mayway. Look at how we dress. What is informing the way we dress? So we are saying it is gospel, right? It is gospel. But let's look at the kind of video productions that we are doing. Why is it that a Christian is singing a Christian song and he has a, a diamond chain or a gold chain on their neck with a Rolls Royce Phantom or a Ferrari packed in the back and they are rapping. Where did you get that inspiration from? Because I can guarantee that that, is, that that picture you did not see from heaven. You saw it from a hip-hop artist. A child of darkness. We, we, you see, the, the challenge of the church today, especially for the youth, is that most of the people that are inspiring us they are from the world ask some christian singers who is your role model do you know what they say mariah carey whitney houston lionel richie <laughs> tina Turner. wow and you see you realize that in the church, we are not able to make good decisions because we are not explaining our lives or interpreting our lives 
with God in mind. One day I was having a conversation with my wife. And my wife said that it looks like I am becoming too conservative. It's like, I mean, I don't care about a lot of things. But then it looks also that nowadays a lot of things ache me. Then I said, well, now I'm beginning to understand the frustrations of those who go deeper in God. Why is it that you are a Christian? Why do you have three earrings on your ear? Don't get me wrong, go. I'm not saying that it is wrong, go. I'm not saying that it will take you to hell, go. But the question I am asking is, who motivated you to do that? Who did you see that thing on? That you said, ah, it is nice. I'm not saying that wearing nose ring or ankle beads or chains, they are wrong. I don't belong to that class of people. I don't think any of these things would take anybody to hell. But the question I'm asking you, who is a child of God is, who motivated you to dress like that? It's because you saw Rihanna. It's because you saw Beyonce. Do you know how many people in the church have Beyonce as their role model? (laughs) Woman of God, it's serious though. How many people in the church have church role models but me i don't blame them i blame mostly the pastors because the privileged office that christ gave us the office of the apostle the office of the prophet the office of the evangelist even the evangelist but apostle prophets pastors teachers Many of us, we have brought disdain to the name of Christ. A young girl who is a virgin comes to you, is seeking for help, looking for direction in life. The next thing that they know is, Pastor is holding my breast. Ah, Pastor, are you not the one who says we should not fornicate? He says, oh, God said that in the New Testament, whatever we do in love is not sin. What is motivating that interpretation? It's the darkness. So you see, the problem is that so many of us, we are constantly exposing ourselves to dark influences. It's true. The TV shows you watch, full of darkness. The songs that you listen to, full of darkness. The books that we are reading, full of darkness. The conversations that you are having with people, full of darkness. That is not your intention. You love God. Sincerely, you love God. But you will end up doing what you know you shouldn't do. And in that day that you are doing it, you will not have the power to stop. Because you have not infused enough life in you to be able to resist that temptation. Because you have secretly magnified that temptation. Do you know how many people daydream about kissing? 
Young men and young women, they daydream about kissing. They watch it in these TV shows, these telenovelas, these series, these movies. So the moment you see any man and your mind says, I like, the next thing that your mind will say is, look at the lips. Succulent, like strawberry. (laughs) And you see, the interesting thing is that because you are thinking it in your mind, you know that nobody sees it. Nobody hears it. So do you know what you do? You secretly nurse that desire. So one day, you meet somebody you like. You will not be able to do anything about it because everything about you will like that person. But that person is not a believer. So do you know what we do? That secret desire we've been nursing, the person will be sitting next to you and you are daydreaming. Oh, what will happen if my lips brush his lips? We won't kiss long, just like one second. By the time you realize, you will be in a place that you know in your heart you don't want to be. But this flesh will be powerless to do anything about it. Because do you know, you have nursed the desire so much that you realize that your soul enjoys it. Why is it that we cannot trust young Christian men and women to help with people's businesses, help with people's houses? Do you know why? Because they are nursing secret dark desires. They want to be rich. So you come to my house, you see that, oh, he has a nice chair. He has a nice TV. I heard that he traveled to this place this time. He traveled to that place that time. Why don't I live like that? Why can't I live like that? Why shouldn't I live like that? So you begin to envy what you are not supposed to envy and you begin to covet what you are not supposed to covet why is it that whenever you talk to any person even in the church the first thing they say is i want to be rich what what picture of rich are they seeing no they are seeing the picture of rich of the person who is buying the yacht the person who is rich who is owning the helicopter the person who is rich, who is owning their own private jets, is looking at the person who is able to charter a whole jumbo jet and go to whatever place that they want. That, that's the picture of rich that they have seen. And that's what they want to be. So we have a generation that loves God. Trust me, we love God. We love to be in church. We don't hate God. We truly love Him. The only thing is that We don't want to live for him. How many of us have said ourselves that God, they are loving, but this thing there, if I take him too serious, I cannot do A, B, C, D. So me, I go to church, but I'm not that serious because when I'm serious, it means I can't go to the club. It means I cannot listen to worldly music. It means I cannot listen to love songs. Many of us say that, even now. Even some people who are listening to me right now, 
you see that but you see the interesting thing is that you don't see that what you are saying is wrong that's the interesting thing so you don't recognize that darkness has entered into your heart you don't recognize that your desire for the light is gradually being attacked at the roots till the day you wake up and all you think about is evil now a lot of people don't understand psalm 36 verse 9 because when you are reading psalm 36 verse 9 we are basing the whole statement on just a verse but when you start from verse 1 he says that transgression speaks like an oracle if you are reading from the amplified version it says that transgression speaks like an oracle to the wicked it speaks within his heart there is no fear of god before his eyes and that is what i want to address with this in that light we shall see light see you can love god but not fear him you can love god but not fear him how do i mean i have a father you might have a father i have a mother you might have a mother if you have a father you have a mother they are they are your parents they are supposed to give you instructions for life but do you know that our parents can tell us one thing and we can look at them blatantly and tell them that i won't do it i won't do it and you are not saying i won't do it because you are bold it's because you don't fear them you love them but you don't fear them you see apostle paul said it this way i am a man who has known the dread of the lord i am a man who has known the dread of the lord many of us we don't know the dread of the lord we don't know the dread of the lord the terror of the lord many of us we don't know the terror of the lord and that is why we behave the way we behave if you don't fear god you will not know wisdom and if you don't know wisdom you will not know knowledge and understanding it is the fear of god that gives us length of days the fear of the lord many of us we don't fear god let me tell you a funny story one day I was going through my dreams and I came across a dream that I had forgotten. And in this dream, it was an encounter with an angel. And in this dream, some people were trying to attack me. And I was telling them that anybody that tries to attack me, the angel of the Lord that is with me will attack them. But when the angel attacks them, they will not survive. And when I said that they saw the angel, and when they saw the angel, they disbanded. So when they disbanded, I was leaving this place where I was. 
Then when I came out of the compound where I was, I met an old man, an ancient man, sitting on a stool with his long white beard, leaning on his staff. And he looked at me and said, that young man, come, let me tell you something. You see this angel that you say will harm these people if they attack you. Then he told me one, two, or three things that will also happen to me. And it will be done to me by the angel. I'm not going to say what it was. But he said that if you don't do A, B, C, D, this angel will also become a danger to your life the terror of the lord in that light we shall see light you see daniel could not bring himself to eat the king's food because of the fear of the lord joseph will not sleep with potiphar's wife not because of the love of god but he said that how can how can i do this evil against god it is because he feared the lord see many people in the church don't fear god we don't fear him we love him but we don't fear him because he is our father he is our father I mean, those of us who have children, you will understand. You can tell your children something and they will tell you, no. You feel like, I will strangle this boy or girl to death. <laughs> but you know you can't. You know you can't. Why? Because of love. But you see, God is not just a father. God is a judge. God is is a judge in the light we shall see light you see light in hebraism is is wisdom it's knowledge it's order it's arrangement it's beauty when you have light it describes an array of qualities this person has light it means that this person is wise this person has understanding this person when they speak they speak with such profoundness that it is worth listening to when you listen to this person you can arrange your life you can bring order to your life you can experience progress development all those things that's why i said hold on to isaiah chapter 60 verses 3 and 5 we will come to that the light of god in us helps us to understand the rules of god and the relationships of god how do i mean now god is god he is an eternal being but in our relating with him there are various levels of relationships he is a father so we go to him as a father he can be a friend 
so you relate to him as a friend then he is a judge or he is a healer or he is a deliverer but god is a judge you see a lot of christians don't understand when i say or when they go to church and they say that judgment is coming we don't understand the moment we hear judgment is coming the first thing we think of is hell but you see if you're a christian and you hear judgment is coming god is going to judge us and if the first thing that comes to your mind is hell it means you don't understand god as a judge it means you don't know the fear of the lord it means you don't understand the fear of the lord you see god as a judge eh? Hmm. Eh, when you read a scripture like depart from me you workers of iniquity that statement that word it speaks of the terror of the law apostle john said that when i saw him i saw fire in his eyes many of us say when we think about jesus we have this picture of a white man with long blonde hair and smiling you have not seen the one whose face is straight with fire in his eyes you have not encountered jesus with a sword in his mouth and so when we are dealing with him we deal with him in such a casual manner that sometimes i feel like the angels are like looking at us and they are shaking their head like these people look at how they are dealing with jesus now i'm not saying that jesus has a problem with it but what i am saying is that there are times that jesus is not smiling do you know when jesus is not smiling there are times that jesus is frowning do you know when jesus is frowning there are times that jesus is speaking do you hear what jesus is speaking in that light we shall see light i want to end with this example god comes to abraham in air of the child and says that leave your father and your mother and go to the land that i'll show you what did abraham do he carried his mother and his father along as the first one he says go to the land i'll show you the bible says that they, he went to pitch his tent somewhere lived there with his father and mother later god comes and says that i'm going to give you a son with your wife sarah i'm going to give you a son with your wife sarah and i'm going to bless the entire world through the sun that will come out of your wife sarah well time elapses sarah says Whoop. i don't think god will do what he said so you take my servant have fun abraham could have said no but me i know that abraham now he was eyeing that servant <laughs> the servant from egypt that black beauty so when sarah offered 
he casually said, Oh, I don't want to do it. You know, God said, He was waiting to see if Sarah would say, Oh, you do it, you do it. And Sarah said, Oh, you do it, you do it. He said, I don't want to do it, too, but you say I should do it, too. You know, I don't want to do it, too. But, but you said I should do it, too. And he did it. Not with just one, but another one and another one. Now look at the problem that the world is facing. Please, so, when we look at the world, what is the problem of the world now? Terrorism. Who are the originators? Imagine if Abraham had just obeyed. Imagine if Sarah had just believed. Imagine a world without Ishmael. You see, one of the things I've come to cherish about God is He says that I'm the one who has declared the end from the beginning. I am the one who knows tomorrow now. So when God says, don't go to that place, stop that relationship, don't take that money, focus on your education, focus on building yourself, focus on your character. The God who has seen your tomorrow, the one who said to us through Jeremiah, I know the plans that I have for you. The one who knows where he is taking you, how he is taking you there. But he is taking you to the school of discipline to shape you up. If you and I will just allow him and pay attention to the thing that is asking us to pay attention to. We will live a life without regret. I have not ever been able to imagine Jesus waking up at any point in his life in the earth and saying, I regret coming to the earth. But you see, you and I, many times we have said it. Do you know why? Because our life is full of try and error. Let's try this to see if it will work. In the light, we shall see light. In his light, whatever you try, it will work. So in God, there's nothing like try and error. When God shows you something to do and you do it, it will work. When God says, go somewhere and you go, the impact it will be seen. It will be felt. Second Peter, I believe, says something about patience. He says that if we go through all the trials, if we go through all the suffering, when our patience is perfected, whatsoever we ask from him, we will get it. So he trying your patience is because he knows that where you are going patience is what you will need to excel people of god this evening the message is very very simple who is motivating your lifestyle 
in thy light we shall see light the way you speak why are you speaking the way you speak is because you saw saw pierce morgan talk that way so you want to talk like pierce morgan who is motivating your desires if you are here and you are listening to me you now check yourself right now write down your role models the people that you are looking to in this life write down their names right now and see how many of them are christians give yourself categories music entertainment career write down their names and ask yourself how many of them are christians and how many of them are teaching you the ways of the lord by you looking at their lifestyle how many of them i know that we all like life by you the sunglasses that you are wearing that sunglasses why are you wearing that particular sunglasses who did you see wearing it that you went to wear some you should ask yourself is it christ is it the holy spirit in the light we shall see light with you is the fountain of life you see many of us everything that we are doing it is inspired by death (laughs) everything everything our career our education the wealth we want to possess everything our source of inspiration is death death is our source of inspiration the dresses you have in your closet you are a christian but your closet it is motivated by death your makeup it is motivated by death i'm not saying makeup is not nice for me i like makeup my wife would tell you but you the reason why the eyelash it is going to that corner is because you saw mickey minaj do some it's not because you saw cc wine do some so the makeup that you are wearing even though it is good the source of your motivation is death young man the way that you are dressing the way you are dressing it is motivated by death it's 50 cents it's m&m it's pdd it's kobe bryant the way you appear in life it is motivated by death it is the darkness that is your motivation we don't see light in darkness it is in his light that we see light you have not found your true self everything that you are doing in your life is experimenting with death you are experimenting with death true and true so you try death death formula one it doesn't work you move to death formula two doesn't work you combine two three and four combination of death inspirations and jesus is in heaven and saying that when would you look to me i understand that some so-called christians day to day have taken it overboard the way they dress is like god is poor and god is styleless and god is land no taste but that notwithstanding the point still remains whose light are you working with 
the reason why you have said that I will not fornicate, what is the motivation? Is it Jesus Christ? The reason why you said that I will go to school, what is the motivation? Is it Jesus Christ? The reason why you said I will be an accountant, what is the motivation? Is it Jesus Christ? You see, the moment with you is the fountain of life. Now, I'm going back to Isaiah 63 to 5, and I'm just reading. This is the blessing when you begin to find your light in his light. The nations shall come to your light, kings to the brightness of your rising. Because you see, I don't know if you have listened to the episode on the uncommon life. If you haven't listened to the episode on the uncommon life, I encourage you to go and listen to it. Or the uncommon God. The uncommon God. God is unique. God is outstanding. God is one with nobody like him. He is distinct in all descriptions. So when you see your light in his light, your life will become a distinctive life. So look at Joseph, look at Daniel, look at Noah, look at Job, look at Samson when he was in God, not when he was dilly-dallying. Look at Gideon, look at Elijah, look at Elisha, look at David. Look at all these people we celebrate as Christians. Kings will come to the brightness of your rising. You will lift up your eyes and you will see that they are gathering to come to you. Your sons and daughters, they will come from afar. You will have Indians, Asians, Europeans. They will call you a father. They will call you a mother. Why? Because a gift that is operating in you, an anointing, a grace, a wisdom, a knowledge, an understanding is upon your life. They will see and they will be radiant. And your heart shall exalt and your heart shall be filled. He said that the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. When you see your light in his light, I'm telling you, your life will never be the same. You will appreciate the uniqueness of your life. You will embrace the weirdness of your life. You will accept the branding, I am weird. You will embrace it with such comfortability that the people who thought they were going to make you uncomfortable will now be uncomfortable that you are too comfortable with the thing that was supposed to make you uncomfortable. In that light, with you is the fountain of life. The life of God. John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 3 says that the life became the light of men. This light, it is the very life of Christ. You see, you don't understand. Jesus is living a very opulent life now as we are speaking. Jesus is living the most opulent life in the entire universe. If you understand that he wants to live that life through you, you will not be ashamed. 
of what he has made you a child of god a daughter of god not just any but a favorite son and a favorite daughter embrace it embrace it embrace it embrace your virginity embrace it embrace the fact that nobody will be allowed to molest your body until they have done what they are supposed to do embrace the fact that you can live without excessive romantic movies small romance is good but now you don't need it you don't need it pay attention to your books stop watching the telenovelas it is inspiring darkness in your heart you don't even recognize it stop reading those books go and give them away to the library i don't watch horror movies i haven't watched horror movie in a long time i don't think i will ever watch horror movies because i thought i couldn't live without them i used to love horror movies but then i realized i'm not missing anything some of you you have to stop watching tv you are not missing anything some of you, you have to stop listening to the radio you are not missing anything so many people listen to relationship shows by people who don't know jesus filling your heart and your mind with devilish insights you can't do without them you can't do without them the political shows you can do without them and pay attention to the life of god in you pay attention to your mind is it concentrated on christ if it is not think about how to bring your mind to stay in awareness of christ to live in awareness of christ to become christ conscious you have to train yourself in that way you see when we're growing up they give us a simple rule what will jesus do another way of thinking about it is will jesus do this will jesus speak like this will jesus watch this will jesus he lives in you so whatever you are watching assume that jesus is watching it will jesus watch what you are watching and be comfortable with it Will Jesus listen to what you are listening to and be comfortable with it? This body is Jesus' body. Yes, it is your body, but it is Jesus' body. That dress you are wearing, will Jesus be comfortable wearing that dress? In that light, we shall see light. That place that you are going, that party you are going to, will Jesus be happy to go to that party, that club that you are going to? that room that you have been visiting <laughs> you see some people they think it is witchcraft when they go they take the spirit of witchcraft put it somewhere and enter the church <laughs> and when they finish they go for their witchcraft some people that's how we do jesus when you are going to that boyfriend's place you know you are going to sleep with him when you get there you say oh jesus you where you are going can you carry him all the way there the thoughts that you are thinking 
Is that how Jesus will think? Many of us are struggling with depression and and all kinds of issues. It's it's because of the things you are thinking. The things you are thinking, are they the things that Jesus is thinking about? If Jesus is not thinking about the things you are thinking about, change your light. Focus your light on him. And allow his light to interpret your light. Listen. In the light, we shall see light. It means that what we call light, we get the interpretation of what is light from what God calls light. Man might call it good, but does God call it good? Tonight, this is what I'm leaving you with. My prayer is that you and I, as we bring this phase of the new creation ambassador, agents of light, to a close, we are closing this particular teaching, but we are not closing the message. The message is still that you are light. Interpret your light with the definition of God. Next week, we are going to continue with another theme. The broad theme is still the new creation ambassador, but we are going to talk about something else. My prayer is that tonight that this word will bless you. This word, it is no giddy giddy word. This word is to dress us up. Let the way we talk be the way Jesus will talk. When we begin to live like that, we'll be able to let the love of Christ shine to the world that they will praise our Father in heaven. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. God bless you for listening. Maranatha, the Lord comes.